Well, Maureen Younger, we are back. Hello, Jen Brister. We are back, Maureen, with what will be the start of hopefully uh, a new uh, endeavour to create uh, uh, regular content. Yes, regular content. That's what we're providing. <laughs> we're providing content. And I like to say we're providing content because that doesn't put any pressure on the quality of what we're providing. So It's just content. It could actually be complete dog shit. So it's, oh, it's just content. That's We're just putting content out there. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not doing anything creative. <laughs> Kind of. Oh, Maureen, don't um, kid yourself for crying out loud. We're two middle-aged women sitting in a kitchen talking into a laptop. Drinking a coffee. Drinking a coffee, okay. Um, so, now, Maureen. Yes, Jen. We've, we've, we've decided to do this podcast pretty much... Without planning what we're going to Without any planning, without any idea of what we were going to say. But you'll never know this. You'll never, you'll never know, know this. It, we will wing it. We, we, well, as we always do, to be fair. <laughs> uh, Jen had a great night last night. Jen was... Uh, Filming her last, not her last show, the previous show, Meaningless. Yes. How did it go? Obviously, I was in the audience. I was on strict orders. Uh, How did it go, Mister? Oh, God. So, I I was filming last year's show um, at the Soho Theatre. And it's a show that, I'll be honest with you, I haven't really looked at uh, since March. But I knew I was filming it this weekend. And so, I'd spent quite a lot of the week just looking at the script, thinking, I think I'm pretty, I think I know it. Just for non-comics out there, uh, can I just tell you, having to remember a show and go through it is one of the most boring things a comedian can do, isn't it? It's so boring. And also, <laughs> I've been so, so busy with work, other work that um, I've only really had a chance to do it when I'm on a train journey. So, but I feel, I felt quite confident. I was like, I feel like I know it. And then I got to the weekend and I was like, I do not know this show. <laughs> I do not know it. And so I spent... Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, just trying to relearn the show. Like, listening, I had a recording of it, fortunately, somewhere, and I just listened to my... If, listening to your own voice. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever listened For an hour. to their own voice. <laughs> but it is absolutely one of the Jeez. most horrific experiences. Not only did I have to listen to my voice, I had to listen to it over and over and over again, because that's the only way I can learn something, is by listening to it. I can't learn it by reading it. I don't know what my issue is but it's just I can't so I think I got to the point on a Saturday where I was going to practice the show doing it at a a festival which by the way I completely forgot the whole show (laughs) and I was on the train journey from Brighton to London listening to my own voice I actually got angry I actually got angry listening to me I was like this woman is one of the most has the most annoying voice it was me I was talking about myself I actually at one point just threw my I threw my headphones off my head. I was like, God, who, this woman's voice is the worst. So I, I mean, I tip my hat to any of you listening to this. I really do. God Almighty. So anyway, on Sunday comes round and Jen has two shows. She has a warm up. So I have a warm up show at the top at top, top Se- secret at the top secret. Who am I? At top secret comedy, which. I think goes well. I remember the whole show. I'm feeling pretty smug about myself. High five myself out of the way of the uh, 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 leaving the venue. Make my way straight to the Soho Theatre where I'm performing my show, and proceed to blank <laughs> and forget. You did very well, Bristol. Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. I mean, I mean, us comics was, were in hysterics. By was, the way, it was. And either I blanked or I couldn't get through a sentence. There was one set piece. There was one set piece. So it was bad enough that I blanked, I think, three times I blanked. I definitely blanked three times. And then the worst part wasn't even that I blanked. I just couldn't get through the set piece. I'd got to the point where I was so... My brain was so muddled with embarrassment about not being able to remember the show 
because my I, because I was I had so much adrenaline pumping through my body that when that when I went to do this set piece, I was like. I couldn't say it. The it audience was four, so patient. It was still about four or five times. Oh, at least I was. Oh, because you'd get to one point and then you'd stumble at the next bit, wouldn't oh you? Oh my god! So I'd get I'd get further along each time, but then never finish it. In the end, I had to take myself off stage and punch <laughs> myself in the face. <laughs> I mean, there would have been audience members willing to do it for you. But I you think went... there was a couple of women in the front row that would have happily done it. To be fair. <laughs> But fortunately, uh, in case you're at all concerned for me, don't be, because it's filmed, it will be edited. <laughs> Although it was quite disconcerting when the director said, I think I'm going to keep all of those as an outtake reel. And I went, <laughs> oh my God, please don't. <laughs> You'll just be able to hear Maureen Younger and Rosie Jones Just laughing, laughing at the back. And David Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, all I could hear was you and Rosie. <laughs> The, yeah, they were, they were laughing, laughing so loudly. Like, people were laughing because it is funny seeing somebody muck up. But Rosie and Maureen were laughing so loudly. It was, it was like hysterical. <laughs> there is something, there is a bit of schadenfreude when you're a fellow performer. Yeah. You dealt with it very well. Well, I did point that out. I said, you don't know this, but there are comedians in the room who are enjoying this so much. So much more than they should. Because there's nothing better for a comedian than watching a friend... <laughs> really, really screw well, it up. You dealt with it very well. You dealt with it very well. Thank you, Maureen. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm not sure if you're being sincere, but I'll take it. <laughs> and then I've got my show. I'm doing my show again in Top Secret as well in October. Yes. So you can come and laugh at I me. Will. When I will. I'm going to come. So when what, I forget. What it's what Tuesday, October the fifteenth. October the fifteenth. I'll be there. Six thirty. Free tickets available on the Top Secret. Do you go and see Maureen's show if you live in London. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I saw it twice in Edinburgh, yeah, and did. I will be seeing it again in London. Well, you've got no choice, really. No, I it? don't actually. That's very true. I mean, <laughs> having dragged you to almost everything I've done in the last six weeks, it's only fair that I should. I should come. But I want to come, Maureen. I don't really think I don't want to go. I really enjoyed it. Okay, yeah, I enjoy doing my show, which is it's nice. We've got a show. Have you had, have we'll had go a show? for dinner afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, Joe jo, jo Allen. Joe Allen. Oh, Maureen. Because me and Jen tend to argue about what restaurant to go to. So Joe Allen's is like the happy medium because we both. Well, they've got food there. They've got, got food there. It's macaroni both cheese <laughs> and I can have something with a salad. <laughs> Isn't there? That's basically it. There's a big chunk of comfort food and then like some chicken covered in cheese and then... Oh, chicken covered in cheese. Chicken covered in cheese, for crying out loud, Maureen. Get a taste, bud. No, it's like I don't... I, I, I had an argument with this waiter the day because I hate the thing when they serve you food on like on bits of wood or slate. You know, the type of stuff you find in your dad's shed. <laughs> <laughs> it really annoys me. And then they separate the food. What is that? So I ordered fish and chips. Yeah, like, they the chips in a separate thing. I know. It's like... It's called fish and chips. It clues in the title. So... They put the fish on this bit of wood. And chips, then they put chips, chips in, in a bowl. They put chips in a silver so, cup. No, it was like a white bowl. So I tipped the bowl out because I, I want the chips and the fish, don't I? Yeah, of course. And um, they'd obviously heated the bowl so it was hotter than the surface of the sun. So I burnt my fingers. So I was getting a bit knocked. I said, why don't you just get me a plate? Can you just put this on the plate? And this guy went, I said, what have you separated the food for anyway? It's meant to be together. And he went, yeah, but it's better for your palate, madam. And I went, what? I'm British. I don't have a palate. Well, I mean, more I mean, I I mean it's not just about being British. It's just about being more in <laughs> I'm Maureen Younger, and I don't have a palate. Yeah, we're going to cover it in sauce anyway. What does it matter? Well, that's very true. Fish and chips, I'm not sure how much of a palate you, you need in order to exactly. enjoy that meal, to be fair. But anyway, it's nice to have an obnoxious waiter, isn't it? <laughs> nice to have a, a smug, passive-aggressive waiter when you're complaining about your food. Well, madam, maybe if you weren't such a... 
proletariat. Did I tell you the one about the lettuce? That's not even a thing. The lettuce in my saying. cocktail. Huh? Have I told you about the lettuce in my cocktail? Yes, you have, but I don't know if you've told the listeners. Well, hang on, can I just stop you very briefly, Maureen, because um, I believe that the microphone levels are a bit... Uh-oh. Oh, do you know what? Who cares? Just turn it up on your on your iPod. Um, so basically, uh, after I supported the Naked Magicians, yes, I did that for a month, my best job ever, um, we went for drinks to celebrate the end of the show, went to a very posh, really posh five-star hotel. With a, you know, they didn't have a menu, they just had an iPad, you had to choose for the cocktails. Oh, I love choosing from an iPad. It makes so me anyway, feel like I'm seven. I went for Pina Colada. That wasn't on the iPad, but, you know, I thought they're posh, I'll do it. They looked with me in disdain because they probably didn't serve up. Pina Colada well, in the Well, they stopped serving them probably about 34 years ago. Anyway, so he gave me a Pina Colada and I went to him, why is there lettuce in my Pina Colada? And the guy went, it's mint, Adam. It's mint. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Maureen. Yeah. And I went, oh yeah, that does make much more sense. That does make much more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but we, as we, why, is, why is there a bit of lettuce in my cocktail? Eat, try it, madam. It might give you an indication as to what it is. But my observational skills are second to none, as proved earlier today with the cards. Oh, right. Okay. So basically, Maureen stayed over, as is her as one. Usual. As, as usual. And uh, we've got lots of bits and bobs on the fridge, you know, postcards and what have you. And um, thank you cards that people sent. Anyway, there is a card on our fridge uh, of um, a mother and two children and... Maureen just said to me, oh, Chloe looks lovely in that picture with the boys. And I said, well, Maureen, <laughs> that isn't Chloe and those aren't my boys. <laughs> and the way, if you were unsure, uh, one of the clues is that my children are twins <clears throat> and so are the same age. And these ones are clearly a baby <laughs> and an infant of about three. I did say I thought Gabriel looked a bit big. Yeah, you did say that. You did say that. And also, he doesn't look like Gabriel. I mean, like, he doesn't look anything like Gabriel. I think you just saw two children. And also that woman, she's blonde, though. She's blonde. And to be fair, you can't really see her face, but it isn't close. It's not. Jen was just looking at me like... I just, it was too early in the morning, and I thought, oh, do I need to address this? Do I need to go into the... Do I need to explain to Maureen that that is neither my partner nor my children? <laughs> that I know really well. That you, I mean, I that mean, you've seen many, 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 many times. Since the day they were born. Yes, yeah, since they were born. But anyway, we've... I let, I've let it go, it's fine. So, yeah, it's fine. I, I can't hang on to this stuff, Maureen. <laughs> I tell you what, though, if, uh, if, if you're ever in any doubt as to how Maureen's feeling, don't be. She will tell you how she is feeling. I'm not going to go into the detail, but suffice to say, we were in a situation recently, and I'm not even going to say when, there was myself and Maureen and another person, and all I can say is, is that that other person was really getting on Maureen's nerves. <laughs> Are you saying I didn't hide it very well? Oh my God, Maureen, not only did you not hide it well, but also you included me in your rough. <laughs> now, I know Maureen well enough to know that she wasn't directing this at me, because when it's directed at me, the, the, the heat I can feel from her is so intense. So I was like, I'm getting kind of like... You're getting blowback. Yeah, I'm, I'm collateral damage in this. So, but also the person that was getting the full heat of the didn't sun... Realize. Didn't realise. and thought it was being directed at me. But I knew it was being directed at him. And that was the bizarrest thing about the situation was that it was like, this isn't about me, this is about you. But Maureen <laughs> knows me well enough that knows that she can include me in her anger. 
And he was like, oh, you two, your relationship's so weird, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of a love-hate thing where you sort of love... And I was like, I thought, no, like, no, listen. No, this she, is, it's she, you she it's hates. It's you she hates. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that was and, uh, quite something. Obviously, like, I don't realise this. I don't How realize... do you not realise, Maureen? I, I mean, I, I literally thought you were going to get up and punch him in the face. I literally thought Maureen was going to just stand up and just thwack him one. I think I'm really hiding it really well. Hiding? I don't know how. Did you not? I've got, a, I've got next time I'm going to record you, Maureen. <laughs> I'm going to record you and you are going to see, oh my days, that you do not hide it in any way, yeah, shape or form. I don't really do subtext, that is true. No, Maureen, there's no subtext. There's only, very, there's only bold. There's only bold text. In like font seventy eight. I know, I know, and I was I was being on my best behaviour as well. Well, I mean, I appreciate that you were being on your best behaviour because you didn't call him a prick. But <laughs> I mean, there were no verbal insults. But dear God, luckily he wasn't. He's not very aware, so that's. Well, I mean, there was enough of it that hit me that he thought, "Well, I'll just focus on that." <laughs> I mean, it says it. I tell you what, Maureen, we must be really good friends because. <laughs> It literally was water off a duck's back with me. <laughs> At one point, I just thought, oh. I asked Warren a question and she went, well, ah, ah, ah. I was like, shall I just not ask you questions anymore, Maureen? Well, if you are going to ask me stupid questions. I thought, oh, I'll just leave it for now. Yeah, we'll, was, we'll pick this up later. That was later. me and my Zen friend. And Warren was like, could you pick it up that I was in a bad mood? I was like, are you joking? This is me after a mindfulness course. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, Maureen, it's... Uh, there we are. I don't even know how long we've done. Oh, we do? Doesn't that say? Oh, my God, we've only done 13 minutes. Oh, uh, uh, compared to my mother, my mother did the Trans-Siberian Express once. and um, I want to do that. Yeah, she had a really great time. She said it was Where'd fantastic. Where'd you go? I think you go through Mon- 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 Siberia. <laughs> Where does the Trans-Siberian Express go? <laughs> Let me have a think about that, Jo. Well, she, she, she was in Mongolia at one point. But anyway, anyway she loved But uh, And then she, there was a guy, Australian guy, that was really annoying her. And she, said, she was very proud of the fact she waited three days. But after three days, she went up to and she went, you're getting on my fucking tits. I don't want you talking to me anymore. So that was... Um, yeah. That was my... I feel like also what we you didn't mention is more is that you told him that story. <laughs> You did tell him that story, and I thought, oh. Uh, and also, I remember the time my mum, apparently, when she was uh, backpacking in Australia, some guy tried to get into her bed in the dormitory. I'm sure it was a mistake, but anyway. He, tra- he tried to get into her bed. My mum went fucking mental. Absolutely shouted down the whole place. And as he got walked, he got taken away, he said something, turned around to my mum, went, I've never met such an aggressive woman. She went, what do you expect me to do? Pat you on the heat and give you a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to love your mum. And then, oh yeah, that's it. When he said uh, again about the Gresham Woodshed, you haven't met my daughter. <laughs> oh. Talk about third mum story. My mum got banned from a really rough pub in Notting Hill. Notting Hill. This is when it was still working class. And um, as she got taken out, escorted out, she went, I've been barred from better pubs than this. <laughs> Gotta love your mum. I mean, I wouldn't want to get into a fight with your mum. Honestly, the first time I met Mabel, I thought I could feel the vibes. <laughs> I could feel the vibes that if she didn't like you, she oh, yeah, you'd would be, be in trouble. You'd be yeah. in trouble. So I was always on my best behaviour with Mabel. The thing is, my mum is actually more scary when she's sober. 
Yeah, because she's angry. Yeah, because my mum isn't scared of anybody or anything. So yeah. there, I do a story in stand-up, which is true, where she um, somebody tried to mug her in Moscow, and um, my mum just turned, the girl must have been about 16, my mum turned around, grabbed the girl by the throat, throttled her through to the floor, called her a cunt, and took her purse back. Great. <laughs> I mean, in many ways, you're two peas in a pod. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. So, uh, Jen, you and your mum, are you think you, you're like your mum? God, I hope not. <laughs> I I know, I, th- I don't think I'm like my mum, although, you know, I think definitely something I have picked up from my mother is um, being able to handle myself in an argument, <laughs> a bit like your mum. I think if you are, if you are the daughter, particularly daughter of a, of a very confrontational mother, then I suspect that you are definitely a woman that can handle yourself in a fight. Yeah, well, I'd say we're assertive. I, I would say that I can definitely, um, I'm not, a lot, a lot of people are, are very uh, uh, scared by confrontation or can't handle confrontation, but as I have lived my entire life in constant confrontation with my mum, I, I find it quite, I find it my natural... Uh, but I don't know about you, because sometimes I don't realise... It's confronta- I'm being confrontational because I just I'm standing up for myself, and because I'm very blunt and very direct. Well, Maureen, I want to remind you of that conversation <laughs> we were talking about earlier because let me tell you, that was pretty confrontational. <laughs> yeah, no, I've definitely been told I'm confrontational, and I thought I'm not. Like I've definitely that's happened to me. Where I was like, oh god, you know, wind your neck in. That's not confrontational. Do you know when I was young, I used to get really annoyed if people called me assertive, so I would argue with them about the fact I wasn't inserted until they backed down. Yeah, that sounds about right, Maureen. <laughs> but yeah, I do, I, like with organisations, I think they can't really handle it because they're not used to people, because people act in a certain way. But if you're kind of very blunt and very straightforward and you don't back down. I remember like at drama school, they were bullshitting me. The head of the d- drama school was bullshitting me. And I went, what are you bullshitting me for? And he looked really taken aback. And I went, well, you know you're bullshitting me, so why are you acting surprised? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can remember there was a guy at work years ago when I was te- uh, when I had a job in sales many, many years ago. Many, one of the many, many shit jobs. Oh, I was. don't worry about it. I was appalling. I was so appalling at this job. Anyway, he, uh, we were on the same team, and um, for whatever reason, he decided um, that... I don't know what his deal was, but he decided he didn't like me or he was going to assert himself somehow with me and make sure that he, I knew that he was boss. And I think that's because I don't deal very well with authority. Was I, he your boss? It, no, he was like the team leader or something. And I wasn't, for whatever reason, I wasn't giving him the respect or whatever that he needed or deserved or whatever. Didn't deserve, frankly, but anyway. So he used to bully me in a way that I was like, I didn't, wasn't even aware that it was happening until I realised he was threatening me. One time he, he basically threatened me. He was like, um, you know, if you, don't, if you don't listen to what I'm saying or something, you better wait and um, I'll make sure you pay or something like that. And I just remember saying, what did you say to me? And he said, like really loudly, and we were in like an open plan office. <laughs> and I said, what did you say to me? And he went, uh, nothing. And I went, did you just say? And I just repeated back what he said really loudly. And he went, uh, uh, uh. And I said, did you just say that? Because if you did, I'm going to have to report you. And then he literally never bullied me again after that. <laughs> oh, well, I did leave out that I called him a cunt. So, um, <laughs> In front of everybody. And then I got called in because I called him a cunt. <laughs> and I went, well, he threatened me. And the, the, the woman that owned the company was really cool. This, uh, sort of, 50, you know, 60-something American woman. She was really bolshy, really brilliant. And she just sort of went, he's an asshole. I'll sort him out. But she did it with an American accent. <laughs> um, 
And that was the end of that. But I always think that if you are, I always think that if you're being bullied like that, if you just, if you find a way of exposing them in a public place, that, yeah. so that you're not al- you're not alone with them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden they shrivel into nothing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Never, he never said a word to me after that. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing my first play when I was an actress, actor, and um, the, the director was bullying me, just bullying me because he knew I was new. And in the end, I just lost it. We were in a church. We were doing. Um, well, better not say what we're doing. But anyway, we're in a church. <laughs> <laughs> no saying what. And I remember I just lost it. It was just that thing. And I, I, apparently, I don't remember doing this, but I walked down the aisle. I walked down the nave. Walked down the aisle. Walked down the aisle with my hands on my hips. Didn't realise my hands were on my hips and just basically gave him a bollocking. And then he just started bullying someone else. Like once oh, I... Oh, God. People are so grim, aren't they? I just... I can't bear it. But I just lost... I was like, I'm not having this. And I just lost my temper. Yeah. I, I, it was another time I got bullied. This was at university. My first year of university, there was a woman that was really bu- just bullying me all the time. A student? Another student. And we were doing these performances where we... <laughs> God, I just remembered this. We were doing these performances. And to put it into context, I think mentally I was not quite well at the time. I wasn't very... So nothing's changed. I was very um, (laughs) unstable. Anyway, she was constantly um, negging me. I was being negged, negged, negged all the time and being very sort of emotionally... I I see now as quite sort of abusive. Anyway, this went on and then it got to that near the end of the first semester where we had to do these performances. And just before I walked on stage... She said something to me, which really negged me just before I walked on to do my performance. So when I got off stage, I walked off, I walked straight up to her and I punched her in the face. <laughs> Did you? We don't condone violence. Oh, absolutely don't condone violence at all. But what happened? Oh, I got into loads of trouble. I got into so much trouble. But I mean, I, I, I think I, I don't know, I was put on whatever they do at university where they keep an eye on you and if you do anything else, you get kicked out. But I was, I was at that point where I was like, I, I actually don't care. I was so miserable at university. I hated it. Did, she, I thought, did she bother you again? No, she ended up leaving. Oh, did after she? After the first year, everybody hated her. But uh, yeah, that was, I just remembered that, Maureen. <laughs> Isn't that funny how you suppress these happy memories? <laughs> punched her in the face oh my god now listen I don't want you to get the wrong idea about Jen Britton because I'm talking about myself in the third person it makes it, I'm trying to distance myself from me it looks worse though because there was like you didn't do it immediately so it's like you, there's that oh, space of time months. it was months this was probably like four or five months of being completely like no but like when she looked you on that minute because you went on stage you didn't punch her straight away oh no no so it, it looked kind of, weird oh no that looked weird that happened to me once because I was watching a play um, Candide in, at the National Theatre and there was a it was, it was quite funny in parts so I was laughing. I got, you know, a horrendous laugh, I know. No, then, you don't. You have the best laugh. And then in the interval, right, this American guy turned around and went, are you going to laugh for, uh, for, the, for the second half? I went, yeah, if it's funny. And, I was like, and it really annoyed me that he was like... Yeah. So after the second half had finished, the play had finished, I tapped him on the shoulder. This is like... So no one's really heard this interchange between us. Tap him on the shoulder and go, look, mate, if you, if you want to be a wanker, I suggest you stay in America. And of course... <laughs> <laughs> And like, so, but, oh, Maureen, <laughs> go back to where you came from. <laughs> and the thing was, like, everybody around me, nobody... Brexit Britain, ladies and gentlemen, Brexit Britain. Nobody seemed like he'd been a twat before. So no, what I know. Like, I just put, tapped this old guy on the shoulder and if you want to be a manker, just, just you stay in America. Well, a manker, and that is actually wanker. a much bigger insult than a wanker. <laughs> That's when you get a wanker and somebody makes wankers and you put them together and they're mankers. So anyways... 
Well, Maureen. So I- if, you, if you learnt anything from our mind, we should do a mindfulness podcast. Well, I think certainly if from, listen, do, do message us if you are being bullied or anything. We've got loads of advice for you. <laughs> I mean, uh, don't follow it, obviously. And, but and it will always end in violence. <laughs> Or some sort of verbal abuse. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I stand by it, Maureen. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's definitely... Look at us. We wouldn't be the women we are today. <laughs> With our very award-winning... With our award-winning podcast. podcast. <laughs> we weren't also the kind of women to just randomly punch other people in the face. And or tap them on the shoulder and call them a wanker. I mean, I did punch a mugger in the face and he didn't get... He didn't get, he didn't get money. So that, you know, that worked. Mm, no, that works, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got loads of stories of being punched. Yeah, perhaps we should... Maybe we should, should save those for another day. I, I actually had a conversation with someone and they went, I, I've never... It was a bloke. It was like, I've never been punched in the face. And I was like, oh, I've been punched in the face about four times. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and he was like, he was like, knowing you as I do... Oh, why is it only four surprise times? Me. How is it only four times? <laughs> I'm not nearly as gobby as I used to be. I've, no, I've I'm, calmed I'm down. Not, I've calmed down a lot. I'm not nearly as gobby as I used to be. And in fact, some might say I'm quite a gen- genteel person now. Yeah, but there'd be people who don't know you. Yeah, that's true. There would be people that don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Anyway, uh, Maureen, that has been one of the more interesting podcasts. <laughs> um, certainly one of the more personal ones. We've actually uh, given some information about ourselves. There yeah, we go. so uh, before the police come knocking, um, I've been Maureen Younger. <laughs> I've been Jen Brissa. Bye. Bye.